Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Casey Madu, and I am the Minister of Scale Trade and Professions, as well as the Deputy Premier. I want to welcome everyone gathered here this morning to the most beautiful constituency in all of Alberta, and that's mine, Edmonton Southwest. So welcome. It is my pleasure to be here, both as, as a minister and as the representative for Edmonton Southwest. Today is an exciting day for Albertans who appreciate and enjoy and take pride in the outdoors. I am joined this morning by Jerry Haraxi, Executive Vice President of the Recreation Vehicle Dealers Association of Alberta, Del Marshall, President of the Friends of the Eastern Slopes Association, and my friend, the Honorable Todd Lowen, Alberta's Minister of Forestry, Parks, and Tourism. It is always wonderful to welcome the minister and guests to Edmonton Southwest, as I said before, and what a great location for us to gather today. And thank you to the staff here <clears throat> at Cabela's for opening their space to us for this morning's announcement. As Albertans, we are fortunate to be able to call such a beautiful place our home. The landscapes found across our great province are second to none. They simply cannot be found anywhere else in the world. Our province offers world-class outdoor recreation opportunities that attract tourists from across the country and around the world. We also have strong policies and management plans in place to ensure that while we grow our tourism economy, we continue to protect our parks and public lands so they can be enjoyed by generations to come. In recent years, the popularity of outdoor recreation has skyrocketed. Our provincial parks and public lands have welcomed millions of visitors, which in turn has brought tourists to rural communities across our great province. At the same time, this increase in visitation and usage has put pressure on existing facilities and services. And today we are making an investment that will greatly benefit Albertans and the outdoor spaces they love and cherish. With that, it is my pleasure to invite my friend, Minister Lowen, to the podium. Minister? Well, thank you very much for that kind introduction, and it's always interesting when MLAs introduce their constituency as the most beautiful one in the province, because uh, that's a definitely, definitely a topic of debate in, uh, in the legislature and around the, the, the legislature uh, when we're MLAs are getting together and discussing. So, But uh, good, mo good morning, and thank you for that introduction. It's a pleasure to be here this morning to announce a major investment in outdoor recreation. I'd like to thank the team here at Cabela's for welcoming us into their space today. As someone who likes to spend their free time outdoors engaging in a variety of activities, I've been a long-time shopper and believer in your mission to connect generations to the outdoors. In fact, our family puppy, who is a Fox Red Lab, is named Bella, short for Cabela. And uh, we call her Cabela when she gets in trouble, so we call her Cabela quite a bit, actually. So so that's uh, that's how important this uh, this this business is to, in my family's life. So this is certainly a, filling, a fitting place to announce a major investment in camping and outdoor recreation. I'm proud to be joined today by Jerry from the Recreation Vehicle Dealers Association of Alberta and Dale from the Friends of the Eastern Slopes Association, two organizations that dedicate their time and energy to creating outdoor experiences for Albertans to enjoy. Thanks to both of you. 
Alberta's Crown lands, our provincial parks, recreation areas, and public lands are a source of pride for those of us who call this great province our home. Whether you're a lifelong Albertan or someone who has answered the call to start a new journey here, our Crown lands offer tremendous social, physical, and mental benefits while attracting visitors from around the world and contributing to our economy. Millions of visitors come to Alberta each and every year to explore our provincial parks, catch a glimpse of our wildlife, take in the views, and engage in countless recreational opportunities. We offer experiences that simply cannot be matched, and as someone who enjoys spending as much of my free time outdoors as possible, I couldn't be happier to live, work, and play in Alberta. As Minister of Forestry, Parks, and Tourism, I have been clear that our parks and public lands are for people, for people to explore, for people to experience, and for people to enjoy. We have consistently been welcoming high numbers of visitors to our backyard, which has often led to tourists contributing to local economies in rural communities. In 2022, we welcomed more than 10 million visitors to our provincial parks, and we are expecting another busy summer season this year. With high visitation comes a need to prioritize capital investments, and our government is committed to putting plans and funds in place to keep up with the demand while adhering to our already strict environmental and cultural reviews. Our government has a bold mandate. We want to build more campgrounds and trails across the province to ensure Albertans have access to high-quality, low-cost recreation sites. And I'm proud to share that today we are putting that mandate into action. Budget 2023 secures Alberta's bright future by investing in what matters to Albertans and positioning our economy for growth. The Ministry of Forestry, Parks and Tourism is focused on protecting our wild spaces, providing Albertans with opportunities to explore unique natural landscapes, supporting our outdoor recreation and attracting visitors from across the country and around the world to experience our province. Today I'm proud to announce we are investing more than $210 million over three years to enhance camping and outdoor recreation on Crown land across the province. This investment will allow us to build new campsites and facilities and expand existing campgrounds, trails, and recreation infrastructure. That means more camping, better facilities, and improved visitor experiences in provincial parks and on public lands across the province. Our government is committed to developing new and expanding existing campgrounds over the next 10 years with the goal of creating more than 900 new campsites and several new locations for comfort camping. To ensure we are meeting the needs of Albertans, a new strategic framework is being developed to identify sites based on visitor demand and experience. This framework will align with Travel Alberta's tourism development zones to ensure equitable access to recreation for rural communities. Several sites with the potential for immediate expansion have been identified, including Blue Rapids Provincial Recreation Area, Castle Provincial Park, and Lesser Slave Lake Provincial Park. These investments include $14 million <clears throat> in capital funding over the next three years to enhance trails and tourism on public land, primarily along the eastern slopes. The project supported by this investment in trails will ensure safe access to recreation, improve public safety, and enhance visitor experiences and help conserve the land that we recreate on. It is important for our government to invest in trails for motorized and non-motorized uses to ensure we are creating a system that meets the needs of Albertans without sacrificing our commitment to environmental stewardship. This was clear with the introduction of the Trails Act and will continue to be evident as more trail management agreements are finalized in the near future. I look forward to working closely with a variety of trail groups and associations over the coming weeks and months to prepare for what I am certain will be a busy summer 
of bringing nature-based experiences to Albertans. This year, we are investing more than $77 million in Crown land capital projects across the province. This includes $3.9 million to continue the modernization of Aspen Beach Provincial Park at Gull Lake, $1.6 million to repair and refurbish trails and crossings at Dinosaur Provincial Park near Brooks, and more than $900,000 to begin upgrading day-use sites and trails at Sir Winston Churchill Provincial Park, which is on an island in Lacklebish, just to name a few. In total, $18.1 million is being invested in the central region, $18.3 million in northern region, $14.6 million in southern region, and $15.1 million in Kananaskis country. An additional $5.6 million is going to capital projects on public lands, and $3 million will be spent on provincial initiatives. These projects and the others being supported through the budget 2023 will have a big impact for Albertans and visitors seeking to explore our provincial parks and public lands. In total, there are more than 60 campground, day-use area and trail enhancement projects currently underway, with many more entering the design and planning stages soon. We made a promise to prioritize camping and outdoor recreation, and I'm proud to say that we are certainly keeping that promise. Speaking of outdoor recreation, I'd like to spend a few moments to share some updates specific to one of my favorite pastimes, fishing. As Albertans, we share the responsibility to conserve and protect fish populations and their habitats. That's why we are fine-tuning regulations to ensure sustainable fishing and fish harvest opportunities are available across the province. Albertans will notice changes in our fishing regulations in some lakes this summer, and moving forward, there will be even more changes to ensure we have sustainable resources and harvest opportunities for future generations. Fishing is part of Alberta's cultural fabric and is enjoyed by folks from all walks of life, including those who have served in Canada's military. So as a small token of our appreciation for their service, our government is proud to offer veterans of the Canadian Armed Forces a free sports fishing license to make it easier for veterans living in Alberta to enjoy our outdoors. More information will be shared in our upcoming sport fishing guide and on mywildalberta.ca. So in conclusion, through Budget 2023, our government is making life better for Albertans. You may be wondering, why make such a large investment in camping and camping infrastructure? In recent years, the demand for camping has skyrocketed across the province. We have taken steps to address the increasing demand, and we will continue to make changes to better support Albertans. However, the time has come to build more campsites. We want to make sure that every Albertan has equal access to camping accommodations while supporting a growing tourism industry. Camping provides families with affordable outdoor experiences and memories to last for a lifetime, and our government is proud to be a partner in the creation of those memories. The projects being supported through today's historic investment will have an immediate impact on Albertans seeking to explore the great outdoors and participate in recreation opportunities. On behalf of the Alberta government, I'm happy to be able to reaffirm our commitment to the sustainability of our provincial parks, recreation areas, and public lands. It is a commitment that we do not take lightly and one that we will continue to honour moving forward. Thank you very much. Thank you, Minister Lowen. Uh, this investment would certainly benefit Albertans seeking to explore the great outdoors and connect with the nature, as well as families looking to spend time together. I would also like to note that the most recent provincial park was established right here in, in Edmonton Southwest, the Big Island Provincial Park. So, Minister, thank you for 
that work as well. At this time, I would like to invite Jerry Haraxi to the podium to offer remarks on behalf of the RV Dealers Association of Alberta. Jerry? Thank you, ministers. <clears throat> Good morning. On behalf of the members of the RV Dealers Association of Alberta and all outdoor enthusiasts in Alberta, I'd like to thank the government of Alberta for this tremendous investment in recreation and parks in our province. Over the past three years, many Albertans have discovered or rediscovered the enjoyment of getting outdoors and reacquainting themselves with the beautiful natural areas that we have in our province. In 2022, there were 7,200 recreational vehicles registered as new sales in Alberta. This, combined with the camping industry, contributed over $2 billion to our provincial economy. The investment mentioned today is a testament to the important role that RVers play in tourism in our recreation sectors. By investing in improved infrastructure and facilities, we are making it easier for RVers to explore the province's many parks and campgrounds while also creating a positive economic impact in our local communities. Because of this investment, RVers in Alberta can look forward to an improved experience with increased options for exploring our province and a safer, more enjoyable RV travel experience for all. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry, for being here once again this morning and for your ongoing commitment to camping and outdoor recreation in our province. The RV Dealers Association of Alberta represents more than 180 members who are dedicated to bringing Albertans into our great backyard to explore, to connect, and to enjoy. It is now my pleasure to invite Dale Marshall to the podium to offer remarks on behalf of the Friends of the Eastern Slopes Association. Dale? Anyway, I'm not a politician. I'm just here to uh, promote our uh, campgrounds and stuff uh, and uh, let you know that we do appreciate how much the government has changed around to uh, help industries like ours. We uh, are a volunteer group that has campgrounds in the southwestern part of the province from Sundry to Nordig. We started out with one campground at the Yaha Tinda, which is part of the federal government, and we money out of our own pockets to put uh, uh, toilets in and uh, then we went and sold family memberships at that time for $20 a year to pay for cleaning them out and do that and then we went on and put some other campgrounds, cleaned the trees, put in the roads and everything else on public lands uh, to create more camping and today we have about 15 campgrounds and about a 700 sites. And this is run by volunteers. We have a directorship, which I'm the head of, and the great bunch of people that put in lots and lots of hours. As I was telling the minister there a minute ago, I put in 900, or 1,050 hours this year, or in 22, of volunteering to make this happen. The year before, I put in about 600, or 860 hours. Uh, it takes a lot of time, a lot of whatever. Uh, so we could do some of the work in the past. Uh, we got some free money. That's the money that the tree people uh, pay for stumpage. 
and half of it goes directly to the provincial government. The other part turns into recreation. And they were come to us and said, do you guys need some money to do this, that? And the other thing is, think big. I had no idea what think big meant at that time. So I put a thing for no, $50,000 a year for uh, 10 years or whatever. They said, no, we'll give you $500,000 for five years and figure out what you're going to do with it. So we expanded one of our campgrounds and put in a bunch of toilets and did a bunch of stuff like that with that particular money that came that year. Uh, last year, we got another big pile of money, and it went into provincial campgrounds. Uh, I think it was a million and some odd uh, dollars we spent. We didn't spend it all because this money's over a time period, but we expanded uh, um, at Peppers Lake, Elk Creek, uh, Seven Mile, uh, made the, the, all the sites so you get in there with today's RVs and stuff. And that's where we went there. And then this year we took on five more provincial campgrounds that uh, haven't really done anything in the last bunch of years. And we're hoping to do the exact same thing there. Uh, this time around, the free of money isn't quite as easy to get. So we'll turn back to the wherever we can get it from. We have lots of people donating and that kind of stuff to us as well. Um, and hopefully uh, fix these campgrounds up so that they can also get RVs and stuff like that into it. And I could go on all day, but I think I'll get away while I'm in good shape here. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Dale, for making the trip this morning to celebrate today's announcement and for the incredible service you provided to our Albertans. Very much appreciated. The Friends of the Eastern Slopes Association was incorporated as a not-for-profit society in 1994, they are comprised of more than 1,500 members and families, and they serve as stewards of the land along the Alberta's eastern slopes. As volunteers, they dedicate their time and energy to encouraging, fostering, and developing a recognition of the importance of recreation and conservation. And we are grateful for their work and partnership. So once again, I do want to thank everyone for being here this morning for this announcement, and I would like to invite Mr. Lowen back to the podium for questions. Okay, so we will open up the phone lines. I just want to thank everyone for coming today. Um, when you step up to the mic to ask your question, or if there's a question on the line, um, I'll let you know one question, one follow-up, and please state which outlet you're with. Go through with Julie. Yeah, so the department works with those organizations and uh, consults with them to, to discuss what's the best for those uh, those the uh, the trails where the trails go and how they're developed uh the, the focus has been always on trying to do uh to make sure that people have a place to go when they come to alberta and when in, and 
a place for Albertans to go to where they, when they want to recreate, uh, whether it's on uh, by, by hiking or biking or with ATVs. I think when we, uh, what we need to make sure we focus on is that uh, all of this is focused on making sure that people can have those opportunities, but in a, in a way that we can make sure that the land is conserved to, conserved to the best of our abilities. And so when we look at the, like organizations like the, uh, the Off-Highway Vehicle Association, uh, they, they're, they're taking that money, they're going to be improving their trails so that their trails are, are less, you know, do less damage to the environment. And uh, you know, they'll be putting bridges over creeks and stuff like that so they're not driving through water anymore. So when we look at all the different opportunities that they have and, and uh, the things that we'll be doing with this money, creating those more opportunities but also being concerned about the environment and, and how that's represented. Yeah, with random camping, a, a lot of that was uh, dealt with with uh, the public land camping pass, which uh, which is in place now. So that is, I think that raised a little over a million dollars last year, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, as people use our public lands, that it's uh, that it's that they're using it responsibly, and that we be, we make sure that we have money to make sure that we can manage that with uh, you know within the department. So I think that's a that that is a really good question on that because that has been controversial in the past. There's a lot of people that love their random camping, and there's a lot of people that are concerned about how that has taken place in the past, but I think we're on a good path here forward now and, uh, and look forward to doing a better job. I mean, we're, we're, we're always looking for ways to do things better. Thanks. Okay, so we'll take the next question in the room, and I'll just remind everyone that there's a microphone. Hello, uh, Charles Lyle, Radio-Canada, Alberta. Um, you mentioned how over the past like few years, campgrounds have been getting a lot busier and whatnot, and my question would be, given... I guess you kind of mentioned it with Lake Abraham. Are there plans for that, for like like parkings, toilets and whatnot? Yeah, that's my question. Sorry. Yeah, so Lake Abraham, uh, I'm not com uh, completely familiar with everything that's going on there, but I know along the, along the highway there uh, adjacent to uh, Lake Abraham, they have created some ca uh, parking areas and things like that for, for where people can park and be able to access the lake. And so I know that has happened here just recently. I know there's an organization that uh, that works with uh, the people in that area to develop plans and uh, and uh, look at the concerns that are expressed from that area. So that's that's what's happening so far on the landscape around Abraham Lake in specific. My follow-up would be um, during, well, a few years ago, I'm not exactly sure how many, but there was like, it was scheduled that like 17 campgrounds were supposed to close, but then they stayed open during the pandemic. Are these included in this investment? Or yeah, okay, go ahead. Yes, yeah, yeah. So there was campgrounds that were that were closed just because of uh, a lot of it had to do with finances, but uh, but we're opening up those campgrounds now, and and a lot of this money is going to not only improve the campgrounds as far as number of uh, places to stay, but just like Dale mentioned, uh, you know the. A lot of these campgrounds are 40, 50 years old, and they were built for the RVs at the time. And so we need to modernize that and make sure that we have spaces for the, the newer, larger RVs. So again, lots of, lots of good work going on here. We're still uh, look, looking and exploring other areas that we want to expand and, and uh, improve. But, uh, but again, and again, I, when, I, when I look at it, it's like we want to make sure that Albertans and other people that come to this province have a place to go once they get here, and they have a great experience so that they can tell others in return. Thanks. Great. So I see we have some people waiting on the line. So we'll take the first caller. Operator, please put through the first caller. Thank you. Yes. Julia Wong, CBC. Hi. This question is for the Deputy Premier. 
In light of the 11-minute phone call recording released yesterday showing the Premier talking to Arthur Pawlowski, do you stand firmly behind the Premier? 100% I stand behind the Premier. I know the media um, like has always been interested in centralizing this particular issue. I think um, what you saw happened was a... a, a, a a media outlet that is continuing their defamatory act against the Premier of Alberta and folks in, in her office. Um, there is nothing in the video, and I have watched all of those videos. I spent some time yesterday watching all of them. It's consistent with the Premier's concern during her time on the radio, during her time as the leadership candidate of our party, concerned about the welfare of Albertans, many of whom, um, um, had uh, serious issues with the way the province handled the, the, uh, the pandemic restrictions and lockdowns. And so um, I think the time has come for us to uh, move past this uh, particular issue. I think we expect an elected premier of Alberta to have conversations with, with the senior department at the Ministry of Justice or indeed any other ministry on a wide range of issues. And so far, it is clear that all of those conversations focus with the Minister of Justice and the senior leadership at the Department of Justice. That is, for anyone that wants to objectively look at this particular issue, that is the only conclusion you can come to. I know that Premier, in the clicks that you guys are sharing, talked about prosecution. But if you understand how our system works, and many of you in the media are very much aware of how our system is designed to work. But you are ignoring how the system is structured to work and focusing on Premier's reference to the word uh, prosecutors and prosecution. The Premier cannot, let me be clear, the Premier or Cabinet Ministers have no mechanism to speak with prosecutors. The conversation that took place were limited to the Premier having a conversation with, with her Minister of Justice, the Deputy Attorney General, her senior officials in her office and the Department of Justice, and that is entirely appropriate. Julia, did you have a follow-up? I do, yes. I'm looking for a yes or no on, on this question. As Deputy Premier and a lawyer, do you believe a call with someone about to stand trial for criminal charges was appropriate for the premier to take. Well, listen, you 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 asked a question that 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 doesn't require a yes or no answer. And uh, Julia, I'm sure you, you are you are you are, uh, you should know that um, the premier, uh, you know, COVID policies was divisive for the people of Alberta. I am looking to see us pass that particular era and focus on the people's priorities. As Premier, her focus since being elected has been on the things that matter to Albertans, on affordability, on economic growth, on protecting our province's vital economic interests, on pushing forward policies to secure our communities and make sure that we're taking care of, of, of Alberta's vulnerable people and communities. And so in the course of that particular work, the Premier is free to speak with anyone uh, that, that she wishes to speak with. Uh, that is the way I would like to address that particular question. Operator, please put through the next caller. 
Kyle Moore, Kicks FM. Hi there. Uh, to get back on topic here, my question here is for uh, Minister Lowen. Uh, with the announcement we have here of uh, over $200 million, uh over the next uh, three years for uh, campgrounds and uh, trails and building more of them, uh, what can we, uh, I guess, sort of expect to see here in kind of the peace region in uh, northwestern Alberta for uh, some of the work uh, that's being a part of this uh, announcement here? Yeah, thanks, Kyle, for the question. And, uh, yeah, for the North region, uh, well, j- just overall, I guess this first year we'll be spending $77 million. And of that $77 million, there's at least $18.3 million that are going to directly to the Northern region. And so we'll see that money coming to the North region. And uh, I identified one of the uh, one of the projects on uh, Lesser Slave Lake uh, earlier in my comments. So so there's going to be a, a wide range of uh, th- activities happening in, uh, in the north and in the peace country in particular. And uh, so I think we'll see that those projects coming along. Again, we're in the process of identifying more and more all the time and, and planning on uh, what we're doing in each of those locations. But uh, but again, there's there's, there's going to be a, definitely a, our share of the money coming to the north. I, of course, being from the north myself, I, I always want to make sure that the, the money is distributed across the province. And uh, and I think we've done a good job here is making sure that the south and the central and uh, Kananaskis get a, get a share of this the funds that are going to be spent. Did you have a follow-up, Kyle? Uh, yes, as a kind of a follow-up of sorts, you mentioned the point earlier about the uh, sort of there's been sort of an increase in demand for uh, campsites uh, in the province recently. Do you think that uh, you know, sort of what happened during the pandemic where a lot of people kind of had to sort of do more kind of ex- sort of traveling close to home, so to speak, do you think that kind of helped to uh, play a role in the sort of that uh, kind of increased demand? Yeah, I, th- I think it definitely did. I think we've seen a, a huge increase in outdoor activities uh, uh, during the pandemic when people couldn't travel or d- do the things that they may have done uh, normally. Uh, but I, I think there's actually been a, a fair amount of retention to that uh, because I think once people have realized what they could do in the outdoors right here in our, our great province, they've realized that uh, that, that's, uh, that they, they like that and, and they're continuing doing that. Uh, there may have been a, a slight drop, but uh, but I think overall, I think Albertans are, are taking this opportunity to continue their, their enjoyment of the great outdoors. Operator, please put through the next caller. Tim Brook, CTV. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, this one's for the Deputy Premier as well. Um, I, I just want to go back to this this phone call that came out yesterday. I'm just wondering, you mentioned a number of things there about some of the charges that were handed out. I just want to know, Mr. Madhu, as the former justice minister, you're one of the people that brought in these pandemic rules and policies that Pawlowski was charged under. So are you saying you maybe didn't do your job correctly during the pandemic? Uh, listen, um, I am not going to uh, get involved in, in debate around uh, the, uh, the, the, the pandemic and the restrictions uh, that, that took place during that particular period. I am looking forward uh, to, uh, to moving past all of these divisive issues, our province have returned to normalcy. Uh, our priorities right now is to continue to make sure that we take care of our people, uh, make sure that our economy is growing. Uh, you know, the, our better economy is is the is the strongest right now in our, in the entire country. That is my focus. I know the media and so many of you other would want to drag us into the past of what happened during the pandemic. We are we have moved past that particular era. The question for me in all of this stuff that is being leaked right now is whether or not the Premier uh, was, was uh, appropriate in her conversation 
with the Justice Department and her senior justice officials, and the answer is no to any objective, reasonable person out there who have taken a closer look at the, at the recorded video that is, uh, that is circulating. The Premier limited her conversation to her justice minister. That is appropriate. The Premier of Alberta have every right to ask questions on a wide range of issues, including asking her justice minister and the, and the Department of Justice uh, leadership uh, the, the, the state of some of those uh, um, um, uh, charges. At no time, no one, not the media, no one has been able to provide any evidence that the Premier or anyone in her office reached out to the Crown Prosecution Service. And in fact, the leader, the leadership of the Crown Prosecution Service is on record at saying that that never took place. What more are you guys looking for? Tim, did you have a follow-up? Yeah, you, you mentioned you guys a number of times there. You mentioned the media a number of times. There's video evidence here of the Premier contradicting herself about talking to prosecutors. Either she was not telling the truth to Albertans or she was not telling the truth to Pawlowski. So are you saying the media doesn't have a responsibility here to report that video and report the findings from that video to the public? The media, uh, that it is the media's responsibility to report on all of these issues. That is, that is fair game for them. That will be them doing their job. Where I disagree with the media is by not being objective, by ignoring how our system is designed to work, the structure of our government. And the media knows best. So I would ask them to be objective and to be unbiased about reporting even the content of the video that um, they saw. The fact that the Premier references prosecutors on prosecution, the media ought to know that the Premier was referring to folks in her senior leadership. That is how our system is designed to work. Okay, so we'll take one final question here in the room. Hi, Nav Sangha, CTV News Edmonton. Um, in regards to, uh, I guess, specifically Kanaskis or hikers, they are paying about $90, and I think off-road vehicles have a registration fee of about 50 bucks. That's significantly more for hikers. Don't you think that um, there should be higher fees for off-road vehicles when it's pretty evident they have a stronger effect on the environment, a bad effect? Well, I think the the ninety dollar uh, Kananaskis fee it does does cover a wide range of uh, activities on the landscape there, not just hiking, but biking and other activities there too. And uh, so, and that that fee is under review. We're looking at, at making sure that that uh, that fee is doing what it should. Uh, when it comes to uh, the ATVs, that, again, that's why, uh, you know, ATVs have registrations and stuff like that that they have to pay to be on a public land. And when we look at the, uh, you know, and that's why, again, we're, we're making sure that this trail money is being spent in uh, not just to help the uh, the hikers and bikers and and those folks, that, you know, cross-country skiers and everything, but also to uh, to make sure that we have funds for the, for the ATVs. So I'm, I guess I'm a little confused sometimes when people are concerned about the uh, money being given to the ATV and the snowmobile associations to help uh, develop their trails and protect their trails. Uh, you know, I think that's what we want. We want 
that money to be spent where it's needed. And, and so there's people that are concerned about the, the damage that ATVs might do, and, and we're trying to help that. And, and these organizations are working, and they're working hard. They're, they have a lot of volunteers, a lot of money being spent uh, in, in both time and actual money outlay to make sure that they protect their trails and make sure that they put bridges over streams and things like that. So, so when we look at all that and t- together, I think that's, that's where we need to be focusing our efforts is, is to make sure that all the trail users have, have access to good trails and that the trails are being improved and, and uh, protecting our environment. Did you have a follow-up? I want to thank everyone for coming today. That's all the time we have for questions, but if you do have any questions about today's announcement, please feel free to reach out to our office. Thank you very much, everyone. Appreciate it.